Welcome to another episode of The Shred Show today. Today, we're gonna to go an off-the-cuff Q&A. So I have no idea what these questions are. So if I get thrown under the bus or anything awkward, I'm just gonna to have to go with it on the fly and we'll just see what happens. So I've got my main man, Michael, who's hiding behind the camera because he doesn't wanna be on camera because he's worried about all the girls who are gonna be creeping on him on Instagram afterwards. I have to put his, uh, his Instagram in the show notes so everyone can DM him. But he's gonna throw out the questions to me and I'm gonna uh, free wall him from there. So first question, Michael, what are we going for? Okay, let's start uh, simple. Um, who would you like to work out with? I uh, can't narrow it down to one person. Two Let, people. Let's, let's split them into two. Okay. Uh, male and female. One male, can one I, female. I, I, I'm not gay, but could I have two men? Okay. Okay, I'm going to go two men. I want to go Michael Hearn. Michael Hearn for me is like the OG in terms of the guy's 52 years old. He's jacked, really successful, looks insane. So like guy must have the strongest joints in the world. So Michael Hearn would be one. The other one is the goat is Jay Cutler. So I really like Jay Cutler, obviously. I've got a similar sort of haircut, uh, blonde, blue-eyed, um, Mr. Olympia for four years. And he was also in his prime as I was growing up. So those would be the two that if I could train with anyone, I'd really like to train. I'm hoping that I'm going to the Olympia in Vegas in December, that my Frank knows Jay Cutler loosely, he might be able to try and set me up with a workout with him for my birthday. It's my birthday, December the 18th, if anyone's by me, I think. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that, those would be the two. Okay, so um, who are the three biggest influences on you for training or nutrition? Uh, the biggest three influences for training and nutrition, I would say, firstly, I'd have to credit Jordan Peters, who was coached by me for 18 months, two years. And I know, uh, who I was coached by, sorry, for 18 months, two years, who uh, had a huge influence on a lot of people within British bodybuilding. So I'd say he would be one. Um, his approach in terms of putting carbohydrates around the workouts and just how he structured food and training uh, is basically still what I do now. The second person I would credit for that afterwards would be Dr. Dean, who I worked with after Jordan for three years. Um, Dean is probably the most intelligent man in the world when it comes to health supplementation and just like thinking outside of the box, dealing with health issues, whether it be blood pressure, digestive health, um, whatever it might be. And I've learned a huge amount of knowledge from him, which I've now been able to pass on to my coaching team and pass on to my clients to help people all over the world and impact them. And I'd say lastly, in terms of actual like practical training in the gym, uh, Nick Gloff has helped me a lot with my training program over the last two years. So I'd say he's been instrumental alongside, uh, shout out to Eric Seifert from, Eric Seifert from Toronto in Canada, who uh, I managed to train five, six times earlier this year, who, taught me some absolutely game-changing techniques and cues, which um, have allowed me to improve my physique without trashing my joints more. As you mentioned before about uh, the Dubai Pro Show, okay, and uh, you being not patient and, and all of that, how do you deal with mental health while on prep and how do you keep yourself sane? I was gonna say the answer to that is badly, but I, <laughs> I would say that I find keeping myself sane, I keep myself very busy, which is probably why I'm not very patient. So for example, if I'm ever, I almost get stressed if I've got nothing to do in some respects because I've got a very active mind. So my brain tends to go off in different tangents. So in particular, if you're like in a dieting phase and you're, you know you're gonna be really hungry, what I actually like to do is make myself super busy with calls. Like if I'm on Zoom calls for like five, six hours, I can't really get up and just be eating all the time or like wandering around looking for protein bars in my apartment. So um, for me, a really good tip for anyone like within prep is having your uh, week really structured and organized so you know exactly where you need to be, what you need to be doing and who you need to be doing it with. And then making sure you give yourself time uh, around what you're doing so you can eat your meals effectively and that way you don't get too stressed. And if possible, try and prioritize sleep. But 
as I mentioned in a previous podcast episode, that's one of the things I really struggle with. Uh, during really heavy dieting phases, my sleep becomes very disrupted and I can't sleep necessarily all the way through the night. Like pro- pros and cons on w- while you, you're being on prep, do you think, would you consider doing the Romanian show or would you consider not doing? Uh, so whilst being, if I'm entirely honest, I can't be asked to do the next show because I know that I am... The pros is less than the cons, I think. Yeah, I'm too small. I know I'm too small. I know I need to go in a growth phase and I'm a bit over dieting. But I'm at the point where it's like, it's two, three weeks and I have that... I spoke to uh, Charlie about this earlier. Like, I'm beyond giving a shit about food anymore. Like, I'm so used to just being hungry all the time that it's just like, that becomes normal. And when you get to that point, you just don't really care. I like, don't, don't really get... Like, my favorite thing outside of the gym and work is like going out for food which I haven't been able to do. And because I haven't done it now for so long, I don't really miss it as much. You sort of get accustomed to that and your lifestyle changes. But um, the fact that I've already booked flights and accommodation to go to Romania, I'm obviously going to do the show and it's only two, three weeks away. And I have that mindset that if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to go and do it. Whereas I see a lot of people like they start a prep, six weeks out, they pull out because like, oh, I'm too small or uh, whatever reason, other bullshit they come up with. And I think one of the most important things is like staying true to yourself because too many people will set a goal, say they're gonna do something and then they don't do it. And what actually really happens is they're destroying their own confidence within themselves. Because if you say to yourself, I'm gonna do X and then you don't do it, you then don't believe in yourself anymore because you know that you're the sort of person who says something but never sees it through. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, Obviously you're crushing it in business. what tips would you give guys who just started their own business? Uh, best tips I'd give for anyone starting their own business is one, it's going to be a roller coaster. Uh, the bigger your business gets, the bigger the highs, the bigger the lows are, the roller coaster will get more aggressive. So that'd be one thing I would expect. Two, uh, work really fucking hard every single day. I think the huge mistake a lot of people make is they expect it to be easy. Um, and it's not meant to be easy. And the reason it's not easy is why not many people can do it and not everyone's necessarily supposed to be an entrepreneur because it's almost been glamorized now by a lot of people that um, you need to be the main man. But if you think about it, if you're number two at Facebook when that started, you were very successful. If you're number two at Microsoft when that started, you were very successful. You don't have to be the front man to be the main man. There's a lot to be said about being number two and not having to deal with all the bullshit. Um, the main thing I would say for anyone listening to this who wants to start their own business and you want to be successful is modeling. So. Go to someone who's done exactly what you want to do, pay them to help you. That is how you learn and acquire skills and move forward very quickly. And you also eliminate the pain of making huge amounts of mistakes. I'm still doing this now, like hiring mentors to help me to get to the next level with what I want to do because you don't know what you don't know. And a, a big mistake too many people make is they spend their money on flashy shit. Like in Dubai, I see like influencer idiots like renting Lamborghinis and stuff like that, but they won't in, like invest in themselves. And that's where you need to understand that like instead of investing money in crypto or property or whatever, if you've got like, like 10, 20,000 pounds saved away, invest that money in you because that's the best investment you'll ever make. How, um, how do you usually multiply, let's say from 10K a month to 100K? So you're looking to do a Grant Cardone 10X. So um, what I would suggest, the difference from you having a business that makes 10K a month to 100K a month, with pretty much any business, you can hustle your way to make 10 to 20K a month. But the reality for you to get to 100K a month is a completely different ball game. So to get a business to basically go from 10 to 20K to 100K is gonna come down to two things. 
one is going to be systems, two is going to be people. Um, so you're going to need to build a team and you need to implement systems to make sure everything is scalable. Now, one of the big mistakes a lot of people make is that when they're trying to grow a business, they make things too complex. Now, with scale comes complexity. So if you, for example, have a fitness business and you were going to try and you sign up one client a day and you're doing everything manually, that's not a big issue. If you're suddenly hiring up 10 clients a day, that's now scaling and becoming complicated and a lot of things can start going wrong and falling through the cracks. So my advice to anyone in terms of you going from a 10K business to 100K business is going to be building systems and teams and then also making sure you have the right guidance and advice along the way so you know how to actually build the infrastructure correctly at the start as it scales up. Because one of the worst things you want to do, you can do is build a business on rocky foundations with the wrong systems and structure at the beginning. Okay, nice. Um, what do you do to bounce back after a loss in business, usually? Um, so... I don't know if it ever comes across, I don't know if you ever notice this, I actually get a lot of anxiety all the time, which is why I'm probably quite highly strung. And the best way I deal with things is um, taking action. So uh, mentor to me, Craig Ballantyne talks a lot about action beating anxiety. So if there's ever anything I'm anxious about, I go fucking all in and trying to fix and deal with that problem as quickly as possible, because then it's not like lurking over you like a shadow. So a big mistake, I think, like thinking about that, a lot of people... Um, don't take into consideration when it comes to business is thinking that no one really thinks worst case scenario. Everyone presumes everything's going to be fine and that's why it's always good to have backup options. So for example, my Instagram account got disabled in January. Unfortunately, I got it back, but I also had a second Instagram account. Um, always think about having a backup option is really important. And when it comes to bouncing back in business, I'd say the main thing is just staying relentless and just taking it day by day and doing what you can do. In particular with some of like the economic things that are happening with the world right now. And like what happened with the COVID scenario a lot of people's businesses fail, but you've also got to see like every challenge that comes to you is an opportunity to learn something and maybe a new opportunity to grow even more. Um, where do you see yourself and your brand in five years from now? Uh, so if I start with the brand, so with CJ Coaching, I want that to grow to be uh, the number one fitness business in the world. And I want to see that, um, I want us to have 5,000 clients on our books who we're helping globally. Uh, and helping those people to basically live healthier and happier lives, improve their longevity, improve the way they think, and actually creating a sustainable process to get them results. Because something that I'm incredibly frustrated about is that I see a lot of people trying to get quick results with clients. Now, statistically, on average, like 95% of people who lose weight will lose weight and then regain it and more, which is why it's really important to make sure that like what you're doing is sustainable for long-term results. Um, from a personal side of things, I would be looking to continue to grow my personal brand. I've got personal goals in terms of the other businesses I have, like um, seven figure scaling systems in terms of like the fitness mastermind. Like my huge passion and drive is helping people to achieve their maximum potential, whether that be with their own bodies or within their businesses to provide for their families and give impact around the world. Uh, and I also have a couple of other goals in terms of like, uh, I want to try and win an IFBB pro card. Um, I want to achieve a certain net worth goal. I want to have X amount of properties. Um, like I'm looking to try and like accumulate a property portfolio in Dubai because I think Dubai is the future of the world. So for me, that those are the, the personal goals I have. Uh, and what's important, I think, for people listening is that it's not necessarily important whether you hit goals, but what's the most important thing is like you set yourself a high standard to try and achieve them. Because if you set yourself a big goal and you set yourself a high standard, you might not hit the goal, but you're probably going to do pretty well if you set yourself a high standard and you hit that every single day. And the big issue I see is that 
people aren't setting a high standard for themselves every single day. They might do like two, three days of the week, but then the other four or five days of the week, they're like laying in hitting the snooze alarm. And the reality is there's people out there like me who won't hit the snooze alarm, who will get up every single day and just do it regardless of how they feel. And those people are the ones who are gonna crush you and surpass you in life. Um, last question would be, what advice would you give your uh, 18 year old self? The best advice I'd give myself when I was 18 is, um, be true to yourself and do what you actually want to do. Because I think when I was younger, I was too afraid of what maybe what my parents thought, what other people around me thought. And I didn't necessarily push into the avenues of what I wanted to do because I was too worried about other people's opinions rather than um, doing what I was actually passionate about and pursuing those things and actually having belief because I'm naturally a very introvert person. So I lacked that confidence and that's why for me, I, I found, and I talk about this a lot in terms of like having mentors has helped me a huge amount because having someone guide you and someone who you're working with is one of the key things that like pushes me to go to another level because I want to prove to that person like how good I am be like, holy fuck, this Charlie guy's nuts. Like he works super hard, look how he's done. And like want them to talk about me to other people being like, I'm working with this kid who's like crazy in terms of what he does and his work ethic and stuff. So for me, a, a huge thing I'd say is um, stay true to your values, do what you actually want to do, push yourself super hard. And then like, don't be held back by people who um, who don't want you to succeed. And a lot of people will try and get you to stay at their level. And if you're looking to improve in life, one of the big things you're gonna have to do is cut off a lot of people, whether that be old friends, family, whoever, who can't relate to what you're trying to do because their thought process is on the same wavelength. I hope you guys enjoyed this Q&A of the episode. Uh, if you'd like to see more content like this, um, please drop me a message on Instagram with any feedback. Make sure you leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you in the next episode soon. Thank you.